From Pennsylvania Avenue to Main Street, Scott Inez tackles the hot topics like only he can. It's time for Inez Says. As the voice of God just stated, I am Scott Inez. Thanks so much for being with us here on the Inez Says Podcast. So glad you are aboard today. You can find the podcast right there in the front page of the WBBO app. You can also find it there in Spotify and in Apple Podcasts. And I invite you to join me on the radio every single weekday morning for Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando. Outside of Orlando, be sure to stream us in the WDBO app. Let's go ahead and chat with U.S. Representative Kat Kamek on the Inez Says podcast. Today, Kat is a Republican who represents Florida's 3rd Congressional District in D.C. On the docket today, chaos at the southern border, the debt ceiling. But we begin by talking about the recently released Durham report. I want to first get your reaction to the Durham report finally released yesterday. And the basic gist of the story is that the FBI should not have launched the Trump-Russia investigation, that Russia, 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 was indeed a hoax. My question this morning, is anybody going to be held responsible either in media or in politics or on the FBI, DOJ side? Is anybody going to be held accountable here? Absolutely. You know, it's interesting. We just had a meeting uh, yesterday, uh, Jim Jordan and several of us who serve on the weaponization uh, subcommittee. And this is actually going to be one of the topics that we're addressing in a pretty explosive hearing this Thursday, talking about the weaponization of the FBI. And so I think this report really confirms the things that we knew all along. Um, But now it's in black and white. And I don't care how how much the FBI wants to attempt to do a cleanup job on this. It's pretty it's pretty hard to ignore the fact that this country went through four years, as you said, of essentially hell, um, all four political agendas um, by the well-connected and the elites who didn't want to see Donald Trump succeed. They would have rather seen our country fail than to see one man succeed. And I think that's pretty un-American. And so uh, the report's very damning. I encourage people to read it. And now that it's out there, I think you're going to see a lot of um, – Uh, shifting and maneuvering and pivoting by the FBI trying to explain their way out of this. But at the end of the day, I don't think they can. Look, I mean, there are a lot of good folks working for the FBI, as you well know, Congressman. But can the American public ever trust the FBI and for that matter, the DOJ again after what it did in this hoax against Donald Trump? And and really, as you said, it was a hoax against the entire country. This is the challenge, right? You know, being the wife of a first responder, I I can tell you with certainty that there's nothing that a good cop hates more than a bad cop. And there are bad apples in every bunch. And and the rot in this case exists really at the political level, at the highest echelons where you have your political appointees, your rank and file agents. These are good men and women who want to serve their country. And they have really become the victims of this hyper-politicized administrative state. 
So I, I don't fault them at all. I, I fault, like I said, the political establishment that has created this mess. You know, speaking of the establishment here, Kat, I mean, nary a word. I've got all sorts of TVs in my studio this morning and nary a word about the Durham report from the corporate media. You know, now this story about the Biden family getting $10 million from foreign entities like China is getting the New York Post treatment again. So am I missing something? <laughs> am I missing something? I hope I am. This story to me is one of the most scandalous in our nation's history, talking about the Bidens and this hoax with Russia, 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 and virtually nothing from the corporate media, Congressman. You know, and that's the, that's the fact that is really concerning to me, is that the, the corporate media has really shifted into this you know, shiny object, look over here, pay attention to things we want you to pay attention to, where the really scary, nefarious things are actually happening um, on the other side. And I think this is going to be, you know, uh, attempted to be buried by the mainstream media, because don't forget, it was the mainstream media that helped amplify and feed into the narrative of the Russian hoax. So in a lot of ways, it's embarrassing for them, and they never want to admit that they were wrong. But this is too important to ignore. So I, I have confidence that this story will get legs. And certainly this Thursday in the weaponization select hearing that we're having, you're going to hear from FBI whistleblowers who were retaliated against because they were speaking up, because they were they were concerned about just this, you know, mm. this, this prime example of where the FBI has been weaponized for political gain. And I think it's going to be pretty explosive and, again, hard to ignore. You know, talking about this this Biden story here, there is no Biden family business. I mean, other than fake artwork from Hunter <laughs> that, and influence peddling, there are no legitimate businesses here. So do you wonder, Kat, is our president compromised? I mean, we, we just heard about the $10 million. Who knows how much more he's gotten from other governments? Is he compromised? You know, I, I don't know why the, uh, the the Biden family thought that uh, Hunter Biden's paint by numbers artwork was going to be a, a viable facade for all of their dirty dealings. But clearly it's not. And I believe that there will be consequences. I truly believe that because we are unpacking the truth bit by bit in such an undeniable, clear way that even those on the left have to stop and say, you know, this doesn't this doesn't look good. This isn't right. And once we do that and you lay out a completely objective case, action has to be taken because if it didn't, and, and I think I speak for all Americans, regardless, Republican, Democrat, independent, there have to be consequences because for us as everyday Americans, the book would get thrown at us if we were to break the law. And so that should be held true for those at the highest level. We know there's corruption. We know that there's influence meddling and peddling um, pay to play type action that's been happening with the Biden family for years. And we are starting to see the pressure campaign on those of us that are starting to uncover it and speak out about it. Um, that, I believe, is going to become the norm of the louder and more uh, we expose, the more that the the machine begins to turn on us to try to silence us. All right, Congressman, what do you make of what's going on at our southern border right now by media accounts and by Vice President Kamala Harris's accounts? Um, things have gone smoothly since Title 42 expired last week, and yet I read this morning that a Pakistani national on the FBI's terror list was nabbed in Arizona a few days ago. So what are you hearing? How are things going at the border right now? Uh, it's it, uh, just total chaos. I, I don't even have a word to describe how awful things are at the border right now. 
Um, you know, Scott, I keep, um, I have a jar of wristbands, um, plastic wristbands that on my various trips down to the border, working shifts with Border Patrol agents, um, I've collected these. And they're a reminder that every single one of those wristbands <clears throat> has uh, been worn by someone trafficked across the border. And each one of those wristbands is about $6,000 that has been paid to the cartel. This is big business for them. No one gets across the border without the blessing and paying the cartel. And so not only has Biden turned from commander-in-chief to trafficker-in-chief by helping facilitate the, the, closer, the closing deal for the cartels, but we are seeing our national security completely compromised. You, you alluded to the Pakistani national on the terrorist watch list, and we've also seen um, a, an individual from Afghanistan on the international terror watch list apprehended in California. The concern is for those that aren't being apprehended. And there's millions of gotaways that are not seeking to be uh, processed through the way that many others are. No matter what, our country, I think, cannot sustain this for a long period of time. And we need we need to, to just basically shut it down for the time being until we can get a handle on this. There's no way of saying it. We have an epic crisis at our border. And to say a prayer for our Border Patrol agents, they're trying to do their jobs, and this administration keeps tying their hands behind their back. Before I let you go, there is a, uh, a slated meeting between the president and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and other House leaders today. Cat, uh, is the debt ceiling negotiation going to get done prior to this uh, sort of artificial deadline of the end of the month here? You know, I do think it will get done. Um, it's important for us, certainly in, in the House, the Republicans made a point of getting our package done early. You know, we pulled together. Uh, it wasn't perfect, but it was a starting point. And I think it did the things that the American people expect, cutting spending, capping spending, uh, regulatory reform. It has the largest regulatory reform package in American history built into this because you need to have process reforms. You can't keep spending the same way and expect a different result. Otherwise, we'll be right back in the same place. Um I, I know that there's going to be some compromise, and we'll have to see what that is. I think the White House has been wildly irresponsible by saying they will not compromise. It's their damn job to compromise and get a deal done. They want to play politics with people's lives and with our national security and now our economy. Shame on them. I think at the end of the day, they're going to realize the American people aren't going to buy their facade and their lies anymore, and they're going to have to come to the table. So. We're ready. We're, we're willing to get to work. And today we'll see where the conversation takes us. Much appreciation to U.S. Representative Kat Kemek for climbing aboard the Inez Says podcast today. That's going to wrap it up for the podcast. Join me on the radio every single weekday morning. Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time.